2: Coming up this hour, we've had this happen again. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Another person stuck in a garbage truck. Yep. Uh, I mean, two in a week. <laughs> and we've never talked about that ever. No, or I haven't. No. Before this week.
3: Yeah, uh, This is a bizarre one. Thankfully, in this case, it doesn't look like there was any compacting done, but we'll give you some of the details on that in just a little while.
2: Definitely. All right. It's possible that this next story only irritates me. It's possible <laughs> that no one else cares. No, I doubt it. But uh, thepointsguy.com, which is a travel site that I follow for points and miles and what things are worth and news stories and all that kind of stuff, had a story this morning. And I knew this was a possibility at some point. I knew that there was legislation in the works a while ago that that would have made this true. But the headline on this was, Are your credit card rewards taxable? Here's why you're getting 1099s in the mail. Yeah, what this... Dislike.
3: Not not a big fan of the idea, huh?
2: Paying more money?
3: No. Well, the weird part about it is there's this line of demarcation between what is taxable and what isn't taxable. So we have to be really, really careful and, and specific about the kinds of things that we're talking about. So if you earn... Um, points or miles or rewards or any of that stuff by using your credit card. That's not taxable. So if you go out and earn a whole bunch of points and you end up, you know, turning that in either for cash, if you can, or for, um, you know, airfare or whatever, that's not taxable income. What is taxable income is money they give everybody for not spending money first, so frequently you'll see things like you open a bank account and you get, you know, we'll give you $500 for free if you open a bank account with this much in it or more. That is taxable because you didn't spend anything to get the reward.
2: Okay, I'm going to I'm going to put a few things out there and and we'll decide how much we think I'm going to be in trouble because of this.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Um because because the math on this is sort of is sort of complicated to me. The way that I read this was sign up bonus. Yes. Usually for a sign up bonus, and I say this because I opened six credit cards last year, usually for the sign up bonus. And usually the sign up bonus says, if you spend, like it's really common, they'll say, if you spend $3,000 in six months or you know $2,000 in three months, or whatever, we give you an extra $200 or we give you X number of points, but you have to spend that amount first. Right.
3: That's not covered. That's not taxable. So you're, okay. you're in the clear Never mind. where it would be is, uh, and I know Southwest airlines, I'm going to, you know, and I'm not picking on them. I mean, this is just one that I happen to know about because every time I go on to Southwest.com to book a flight, it says, Hey, you could earn enough points to pay for this flight for free. If you sign up for our new credit card and every time I do it and every time they reject me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Um, but I figured, you know, why not try that counts? Because you didn't you already spent the money. You already bought the ticket. They're giving you that bonus just for signing up for the card, independent okay. of spending any money on the card.
2: Okay. Um, I don't think I don't think I have it. I, I'm thinking through. I don't I cannot think of a time where that has happened. That would be amazing. <laughs> G- yeah. Give me a credit for not spending anything, but usually the stuff that I get doesn't work that way. Um, they said many chase card holders. I have six cards through chase seven, maybe, uh, many chase card holders have received 10.99s for for signup bonuses on Marriott co-branded cards. Marriott has some big cards. I've been rejected recently. Cause I opened too many last year, <laughs> um, the Amazon gift card they received as the sign-up bonus on Amazon cards and for promos and credits they receive through their card is taxable. The Amazon gift card. They got as the bonus is taxable.
3: Now, here's the other thing to remember, though, is that, I mean, we're talking about very high dollar kinds of sign up bonuses, the kind mm-hmm. the kind that you and I are not likely to see because sure. we don't have a zillion dollars in our bank account. So, it, you know, if, if you're talking about something that's less than six hundred dollars and I used the five hundred dollar figure before, but that actually doesn't count. It is still technically technically taxable income, but nobody's going to 1099 you unless you've earned $600 or more.
2: Right. Um, yeah, and usually the sign-up bonuses that I've had, again, for spending a certain amount of money, the most I think I've gotten is $500, $500 in sign-up, probably 500
3: And that's probably uh, why they do it like that, because right. they know they don't have to send you a 1099 because it's less than $600.
2: Right. Um, I have a really big American Express card Um, that gets me a lot of lounge access. And I think I got over a thousand dollars in points for signing up for that card. But I had to spend quite a bit on it to be able to to be able to get that.
3: As, yeah. As long as you have to spend something in order to get that reward, you're in the clear.
2: OK. All right. This is still a story I'm sending around to people though. Well, yeah. And I mean
3: the the rules have been screwy and I haven't really kept up on it uh I need to because I may very well be getting one of those unwanted 1099s in the fairly near future as well. There was for a time um you got a kind of a freebie if you sold stuff online as long as you okay. weren't as long as you weren't incorporated as a store if it was just you selling stuff on eBay or selling stuff on Reverb or wherever. You could get away with that. Now, you had to start charging sales tax fairly recently. I think that goes back five or six years. You always had to do it if it was somebody who was in your same uh, state. But they started that on out-of-state charges as well, where they automatically collect the sales tax as part of your sale and then send it in. That's already covered. But is it income? And uh, a couple of years ago, there was an effort to make that income if you sold over a certain amount every year. And I'm way over that. It was nominal. I think it was $1,000 or something like that. If you sold $1,000 worth of goods. So what they started doing is whenever you put something up for sale, they would ask you, how much did this cost you? How much did you spend on it? Because you're only... Your only The only taxable income on that is the difference between what you bought it for right. and what you sold it for. The gain. Right. Right, a capital gain. So, uh, And it, that had to go over a certain amount. But I don't know. Last year they tried to implement it, and then right at the last minute Congress said, nope, we're not doing it this year. And they pushed it off until January of this year for the 2023 tax you know, tax year. But mm-hmm. I don't know. There was talk that they might step in and extend it again, and I frankly don't know if they did it or
2: not. Huh, if anybody knows, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. And if you have thoughts on it, uh, again, probably what's going to happen then is that you will have fewer banks that are just going to give out the free bonuses just for signing up. Sure. Um, I, the thing I don't like about that sometimes is, and the reason I avoid some of the bank, um, some of the bank bonuses is you got to arrange direct deposit. Well, the only thing I have direct deposited is my paycheck from Odyssey. Everything else is I deposit. Yeah, and I don't want to change that to a different bank. Like,
3: oh, so, yeah, I don't think you. Have, as long as you have it set up for one thing, I think it's covered. So yeah, I mean, if you you can still deposit checks yourself if you want to, but as long as your paycheck is direct deposit, I think you're okay.
2: I mean, for a new bank. Oh, to a new see bank and saying. get a new bonus. Got usually it. they say you have to set up a direct deposit here. It's like, well, no, I. I have one bank right. for and for that, I, and, and I that's only
3: get, it. I only get paid by one company, so <laughs> right, <laughs>
2: yeah. right. If they could split it, that'd be great. Right, like pay me, you know, uh, split up how they do it. But I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would laugh at that. Somebody so they
3: said they received a bonus for opening a Capital One checking account for three hundred and fifty dollars and received a ten ninety nine for that. That's surprising. I thought it was that six hundred dollar threshold where they didn't have to do that.
2: Now the tax you're going to have to pay on it. Probably isn't a lot.
3: Yeah, it'd be what uh, at the at the most you're talking about. Uh, even if they tax that at forty percent, you'd be talking about a uh, hundred and eighty dollars somewhere in there.
2: Oh well, that's okay. Or, no, that's I, I... I
3: did it wrong. It's one hundred and fifty-five.
2: So that's worse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, that almost doesn't make it worth. I mean, yeah, you're two hundred bucks ahead, but that almost doesn't make it worth doing that. Sometimes it's a lot to keep track of. Somebody just said there are people that you know, play this game and do this a lot. It really is the hobby. I mean, John, yours is the buying and selling of stuff for the, yeah for the extra income and for the game and, and, and for the hobby. And this is mine. I mean, it's, there are limitations to this though. Um, first of all, you have to be incredibly organized and pay everything else on everything on time. But also there are limitations like chase only lets you open. Chase is the big one. They only let you open five new cards every 24 months. That's irritating. <laughs> <laughs> because there are a lot of cards because Chase owns a lot of cards. What? They own a lot of cards that aren't obviously Chase cards.
3: The other thing that I'm wondering about is uh, what if, okay, say, for example, they don't have that, uh, that proviso in there that says you have to spend $3,000 on this card to be eligible to receive the award, but it is a card that you have to pay for that has an annual oh. fee. Does that cover you? You know, if if Uh they charge you because they would charge you the first year of that annual fee, they would charge you that as soon as you sign up for the card. So I had to spend $70 Mm -hmm. in order to 69 or whatever, you know, whatever it is on on the card that you just got. I had to spend that money in order to be eligible for these awards. So it seems like that would be a loophole. if, If you paid an annual fee when you got the card, you still had to spend money to get the bonus.
2: And as I further complicate it, many cards will waive that fee the first year. I have oh, several that did that. Right, they waive it the first year.
3: So then you didn't spend money to get the bonus, and you mm-hmm. yeah, and you could have gotten the card for free and then shut the card down before you hit that one year mark, and then you didn't spend any money. Uh, it's really point.
2: common. It's really common <laughs> to do it. The reason not to is it dings your credit, right? When you do that and so some people just keep them open and just pay the fee
3: right yeah in fact i just closed one a couple of years ago because not, not a couple of years ago it was a card i got a couple of years ago shut it down about four months ago because i never ever use it it doesn't gain me anything There was no reason to do it. And we got a different card for the same store that does Mm. have a whole bunch of bonuses and stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm going to spend $70 a year for the rest of time for nothing? No. So that, you're right. I probably took a little bit of a credit hit on that, but I'm not worried about it. Not much.
2: No. And it recovers pretty quickly. Yeah. A couple of you have said you can have your direct deposit split. Some companies let you split your paycheck into separate accounts. Huh. Is that the radar I want to be on with the company? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Are they going to think I'm some kind of, you know, that I'm in with the Colombian cartels if I start yeah. playing that kind of you know monkey business with my money?
2: Who in, who in Odyssey do I need to get in good with to be able to do that <laughs> and not annoy somebody right. and not, not make somebody wonder? All right. Feel free if you have questions or thoughts here. 913-586-7798. Keep these coming in. Uh, still to come, we will get to the story. It has happened again. Person ends up in a garbage truck how get to that coming up on kmbz man that's a
3: real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that what's it from (laughs) oh one of my favorite pieces of the movie better off dead oh Uh, fantastic
2: oh boy okay so we can laugh about it because again uh this guy had non-life-threatening injuries this one's out of denver
3: Yeah, the Aurora, Colorado area, police and fire rescue were called out on a report of a person trapped in a trash truck. They even referenced the New Hampshire story at the end of this one. But yeah, they they said uh, incident happened just before six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, when the trash trucks are out. (laughs) Crews with Heavy Rescue 5 responded to the intersection on reports of a person trapped in the back of a trash truck. They said that, uh, yeah, they were successfully able to extract the person who sustained non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, they were taken to a local hospital for evaluation, and it was not immediately clear how the individual got into the trash truck. I'm guessing through the big opening, but, you know, that's just me.
2: I need KTVR to put some more resources on this. No kidding. Um, because Because there are no other details about it, was this a homeless person? That was sleeping in the dumpster,
3: sleeping in the dumpster. Yeah. You know, while we were talking about the New Hampshire story, we heard a lot of that come in on the text Mm -hmm. line. People saying, you know, you would be surprised how often that happens because somebody falls asleep in a dumpster because they were looking for food or whatever and figured out it was kind of warm in there. And Aurora, Colorado. I mean, that's a place where, you know, if you're in that situation, you take all the warmth you can get where you can get it. So, yeah, was it that or was it a situation like we saw in New Hampshire where that woman was just trying to throw trash away and ended up being pulled into the dumpster by the trash that she was trying to get rid of?
2: Yes. Okay. Then we go to this claw machine rescue, as long as we're talking about. So we have a bunch of these today. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to know more about the structure of the claw machine to know how a three-year-old, not an infant, a three-year-old, was able to get into the claw machine and they said it was it was through the way that the toys pop out.
3: Yes. Yeah, and and that is going to depend on the machine itself because I'm sure you've seen the ones where they have little things. You know, you might get yeah. a watch or you might get a, you know, a little toy or something like that. And generally those holes where the toys come out are really really small. They also have them where they have like stuffed animals in them and mm-hmm. and bigger things. And those yeah, for a small 3-year-old I could see one of them crawling in because the way they're set up, when you open the door to get your toy, it shuts off your ability to you know to get into the claw machine proper. There's a little door that pops up. Mm-hmm. But if you're the little kid and you crawl into the area where the toys would drop down, as soon as the door shuts behind you, all of a sudden that other door opens and you can climb up into where all the toys are. And I'll bet that's what he did.
2: Well, he did it when nobody was looking, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And there are so many pictures. There are videos of this. Presumably, mom and dad took videos of uh, of this kid in there having the time of his life. I mean, absolutely. Australia
3: is that where Australia? Yeah, Yeah. is that where this happened? Right.
2: Uh huh. Um, And so there are videos of of the kids trying to uh, parents trying to coax him out. Yeah, Ethan, a tenacious three year old from Brisbane. Um, And so there was video that came out that showed. That he, they basically distracted him from the back because they had to break it open. Then, yeah, they couldn't pull him out the way that he came, um, and so they distracted him from the back. From the from the back, smiles. They say, "Hey, look back here," and then they smashed the glass from the other side to get him out. Didn't anybody have the key? That's what I said. Well, how do you? <laughs> how did you get the toys in there in the first place? Right. Yeah,
3: you, you, they open up. I mean, I guess you would have to have the right key. And if they couldn't get a hold of that guy who runs the machine. But yeah, I'll bet that they couldn't get him out the way that he went in because he didn't want to come out. Right. I mean, if I'm a three-year-old kid and I get in where all the toys are, I'm staying right here. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere.
2: It's a really big machine. Yeah. Again, these are big toys. So unless they come um, how can I put this like compressed, you know, and so you can squeeze them through the little slot. Yeah. And then they pop open when you get them in the machine. Maybe they do. But you would think there would be a big door somewhere. There is. You just you, drop them in.
3: Yeah. Usually it's it's the back of the machine that mm-hmm. the you know, that piece on the back of the machine is a door that opens up all the way. So you just yeah fling all the stuff in there and then lock it back up and off you go. But yeah, there's somebody they probably should have used a crowbar on the door. Rather mm-hmm. than now, maybe they didn't have access to a crowbar, but that would have been the easier way to go and
2: safer than smashing the glass. Well, it's not like he was in danger. Yeah, it's not sure. like they needed to hurry. Yeah, he could I mean, breathe. as long as he didn't hurt himself on the claw. Yeah. Yeah, he could breathe. I mean, for a while at least, I assume there would be no problem. There, there was a hole to get in there. So, yeah, it's not what gonna gonna be was
3: airtight. the rush? Right. And yeah, I guess it was just mom and dad being a little concerned about getting him out of there as quickly as possible.
2: Uh, He followed directions. They basically said, go to mom, go to mom, dad says. His moms are on the back and he follows directions. He covers his eyes with one hand. Police smash the glass, turns around, sees it open, moves toward. and is lifted out by an officer. I hope he got to take toys with him. (laughs) Yeah,
3: really? Uh, and, And then is admonished. Although, do you really want to reward him for doing that? It's like, all right, you got yourself stuck in the claw machine. Here's a little stuffed animal for your trouble
2: this is a kid you're gonna have to watch yeah this kid's gonna be clever and this is one that you're gonna have to i mean it's australia so again there are plenty of things that he can plenty of trouble he can get into um somebody said the manufacturer would have to pay for the repairs because the parents weren't supervising their child well somebody's gonna pay for the repairs yeah
3: really i mean yeah are are you gonna send a bill to mom and dad for that maybe i'm okay sending a bill to mom and dad sure because yeah, they should have been watching the three-year-old and not yeah why were they looking the other way when they've got a three-year-old if you're a parent and you don't have your head on a swivel this is what happens
2: especially for long enough for him to climb up in there yep i mean he had to have looked at it for a little while and thought about it so <laughs> crafty little kid man look at look at this guy all right we have more of these rescue stories uh that we'll get to coming up here a little bit later in the show i like the time capsule stories this story came to us uh out of news out of canada we have a guy that found I like what you called a very 1990s time capsule. We'll talk to you. What would be in yours if you had made one 30, whatever, years ago or more? We'll
1: get to that coming up here on KMBZ. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more. Game time. Let's go. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
3: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered.
4: Find out more at t slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
2: Welcome in. Happy to have you on this Friday morning. I think I know what this is, but uh, we have a bit of breaking news to get to.
3: Yeah, you. we do. Uh, our, our very own Colin Settle. If you've listened to the show often enough, you know that uh, in addition to his duties here, also coaches high sc- high school football here in the area. And uh, about a month ago, a little bit more than that, was out for a time because he was attending uh, one of the awards banquets uh, for one of the players.
4: And we got a little bit of news, a little break in signing news uh, to go over. Colin, what's going on? Yeah, this year's Otis Taylor Award winner for the best wide receiver in the Kansas City Metro for high school sports. Alex Parks, one of my players, has committed to the University of Nebraska Kearney. Fantastic. All right. So we've got a local who is going to go be a Husker. Yeah, I know nothing about this college. I need to uh, do some more oh, research. Man, but I yeah, know. it'll, it'll be about a good to get fit. An it'll be a good fit. Yeah, really.
2: Excellent. Well, congratulations, Alex Parks. I guess wrong, but congratulations. There's um, Vince McMahon news also happening right now. Oh, that's okay. what I thought uh, was coming up. But congratulations. <laughs> that's that's cool also. Uh, we have a lot of Husker fans in the audience. In fact, we have some loyal Husker fans that uh, work on this radio station that I'm sure will teach you a thing or two. No about doubt about Huskers. it. So okay no not what I not what I was ready for at all uh, but this story is fun okay so think back to the 90s and there was a guy that found a time capsule under his house i love I love that this happens I just think it's cool most of the time it's worth it <laughs> most of the time we find stuff in it that's cool recently there was that time capsule it was like buried under a library or something and all they had was papers in it yes and you couldn't really read them very well so don't do that if you're gonna bury one of these. Um, But this was in Springfield, Mississippi. Stories out of Canadian news, but it's out of Springfield, Mississippi. Uh, Tucked away in a crawl space, was a box full of all kinds of stuff. Uh, His brother-in-law was a construction worker, found it and brought it to him.
3: Here's what was in there, among other things. And it's funny because we were just the other day talking about pogs. They came up on the program for one reason or another. And there were pogs in there, a pog cap and a slammer from the wildly popular 90s game, according to CBC. Uh, Also, a Casey Jones action figure from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Uh, A tailspin figurine. Wow, there's a cartoon I haven't watched in a million years. From a cereal box, um, a sticker and song lyrics from Disney's The Lion King, a label for Oscar Mayer Little Smokies, a fake <laughs> a fake $50 bill. Oh, so it's a counterfeiting operation. Uh, three football cards featuring, oh, man, there's a Buffalo Bill in there. Uh, in fact, two. John Randall, Keith McKellar, and Kent Hull. Uh, Keith McKellar and Kent Hull. Keith McKellar was a tight end, and, and Kent Hull was a center for the Bills back in the 90s. And an alcohol swab. So... Yeah, a lot of stuff and very, very 90s centric.
2: And very child centric. So these were those that were little kids or or kids in the 90s. So the stuff that I think about in the 90s when I was in junior high and high school, not necessarily some of this stuff. Why the alcohol swab?
3: I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's just something that was in with all of the other stuff and he just threw it in the coffee can and figured, yeah, sure, why not? That is an odd one to
2: pick out, though. Yeah, a couple of these are odd. In fact, a couple of these I've never heard of and wonder why. Why a fake $50 bill?
3: It's toy money. It's it's yeah, it's not really Still, a counterfeit bill. It's just play money. Um and yeah, it, it might have come from a particular game. I can't really tell by looking okay. at it, but that might have been the reason to put something like that in there. Um either that or it was just play money cuz a lot of this is it's it's toy related. It's the kind of stuff that a little boy would have.
2: Yeah okay so what do you put in think about from the 90s particularly those of you that are a little younger than me so think late 30s when you would have been a kid in the early 90s what were you playing with that would have been that would go into a time capsule like that
3: yeah i you know i was thinking along the lines of um with like matchbox cars and Mm -hmm. and hot wheels cars and things like that they re-up every so often you know, there's so they'll right. there, there will be brand new ones. And I was thinking something along those lines. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the Munsters Hot Wheels came out early okay. 90s. That wouldn't have been a bad way to go. And the other thing that's always going to pop into my mind is music. So, you know, maybe a CD from whatever was you know, top on top 40 radio at that point, maybe like Ace of Bass or something like that.
2: We'll have to pull that out. uh, Get the Mason Bass going. (laughs) Okay, I have a list of the top twenty-five best-selling toys in the nineteen nineties. Ooh, awesome. Okay. um, Okay, I know most of these. I just didn't realize that these were still around then. Uh, Stretch Armstrong. Yes. My Little Pony. Okay. uh, Skip it. The skip some. So there's a lot of gaming stuff. Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Beanie Babies. Oh. Power Rangers.
3: Yeah, Power Rangers is going to be big. Tickle Me Elmo is going to be big. It's on there. Uh, yep. w- well, yeah, what were some of the other ones that were like the flavor of the month? Uh, Zip Zaps. Did they make it? Nope. Okay, that's surprising. That was uh, They were little toy cars that they sold at Radio Shack, and that was the impossible-to-get-it Christmas toy one year.
2: Betty Spaghetti? Teletubbies? <laughs>
3: the Bop It? I'm embarrassed that I know all of the Teletubbies' names still.
2: The, the Furbies? Uh-huh. Those oh are like fun right. names that are fun to say. Yep. Uh, everything from Toy Story. Woody, Buzz Lightyear, everything from that movie and series of movies. Um, Tamagotchi? Is it Tamagotchi? Tamagotchi, Tamagotchi yeah. The, yeah, those the toys are on here? that's yeah. the
3: little uh, electronic pet you got to take care of, yeah. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah. What was the Polly Pocket?
4: Oh, I know the name, and, and I a can't. Tiny little. My sister had him. It was a tiny little girl action figure with like rubber clothes that you could dress with. Oh, and okay. Different accessories and stuff like that. Like a teeny uh, little Barbie. Yeah, more or less.
2: I, sort of. I just sent you a picture of it. Okay. It, um, it says Fairy Light Wonderland. I'm
3: surprised. Well, I, I'm trying to remember when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon was on because uh, the the first movie came out, I think, late 80s. But, yeah, the cartoon was, yeah, that's probably ripe for that early 90s. Um, what about uh,
2: Fraggle Rock stuff? Did any of no, that make No, it- but I agree with you. That might have been more 80s. Um, like, I was watching that when I was... Five or six. I don't, I don't remember when it debuted.
3: I can remember seeing it. I was probably eighth grade, maybe early high school, which would have been 82, 83. Uh, First or, episode, I'm sorry, 92, January 10th,
2: 1983.
3: Yeah. 83. Okay, yeah, so mm-hmm. it was. All right, yeah, so I'm, I'm too early on that for the 90s. Um, yeah, so I got to think about stuff my kids were into.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me, too, because I, I didn't have kids and wasn't playing with stuff then. Yeah. Um, yeah, what were they...
3: Yeah, boy, both of them really weren't very trendy when it came to that stuff. I remember when BJ, my oldest, who was born in 1991, when he was old enough to understand Christmas and all of that, we mm-hmm. asked him one time, what do you want for Christmas? And his response, it slayed me because it was all stuff he had seen commercials for a million times. He wanted ring pops and treasure rocks. And treasure tre- rocks? Yeah, treasure rocks are these things that they had, they came in a in a package and they just looked like little stones. But you put them in water, I think, and the stones dissolved and they turned into like these little crystals. They were they were neat
4: looking, but But it's just something in the stone. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would get I'd get ones that had like dinosaur fossils and Uh you could. There you go. Use the hammer and dig it out and do the whole thing. Yeah,
3: right. So that's what he wanted. That and I mean, ring pops were popular when I was a kid. They they were Uh apparently still popular in the 90s.
2: Uh, The kushit ball. Cush Cush Classic Ball? Yes. The squishy thing? Koosh balls were everywhere. Light Bright is on here as well. What okay, was, so a lot of that stuff stayed big for a while. What was the thing?
3: Um, and I remember the, I mean, they were toys for little kids, but I can remember one of the guys that I worked with would sit in the control room at the radio station down in Tampa and and fling this thing at the wall over and over again. They had these things that were, they were like little balls, but they were sticky on the outside. Yes. And they were kind of like gummy Yep.
2: So you throw them at the wall and they would crawl down. I don't even know how to research that. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't even know. But did they have a to name?
3: That. Right. Yeah. I, I don't even know if they had. They must have had some kind of a name, but.
2: Uh, yeah, you're right. You would throw them really high and just wait for them to work their way with the feet coming down.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And so it would just keep going and going and going until it finally hit the floor. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a big deal back then. They had another one that was a hand. That on like oh, a yeah. string that you would throw and it would like slap uh-huh. itself against the wall and stick.
2: Uh, if you want to add to the list, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Excuse me, it's kind of fun question. just to see. Yes.
3: What are pogs? Pogs are. It's the silliest thing in the world. It's the in the same realm as trading cards. Okay. But they're round and they're about maybe an inch and a half. They they used to call them milk caps too because when you okay. open the cap okay. on a milk jar or on a on a milk carton. Mm-hmm on the plastic ones, it's got that little you know, paper yeah. kind of piece up yeah. in the center. They're, they're about that size, but they would have pictures on them. I mean, there were Pokemon pogs and there were, uh, you know, pogs for everything for okay. movies and things like that. And you would collect them and trade them. Fair. All right.
2: Did you know everything else on that list, Colin? Is there uh, anything else y- you didn't for know? the
4: most part. Yeah. I've been kind of half scrolling through here. Um, yeah. I've, I've known pretty much everything else okay. here. Yeah.
2: A lot of it's still around. Somebody so. wanted to know
4: about the slinky.
2: <laughs>
3: if that was still I mean, some of these oh, things yeah. would be and, and again, because of Toy Story, the Slinky Dog. They <laughs> That's right. They had stopped making the Slinky Dog, and because of Toy Story, they brought it back out because it was such a, a giant thing and they were like, Yeah, we're leaving money on the table. Um weren't rock'em sock'em robots also featured in Toy Story? So that yeah. was yeah, they were. Yeah, that was one that, that probably was there. Somebody said those things, those balls you threw at the wall were called icky poos. <laughs> Ooh,
2: uh. I think you're making that up.
4: <laughs> I have never heard of Betty Spaghetti. Okay. I don't I, know what that is. That's I, on the list. Yeah,
3: that was a new one, too. The only Betty Spaghetti I know was the character from A League of Their Own.
4: Me, yeah. too. So, <laughs> Me, too. Uh-huh. I don't know what
3: that was. I didn't know there was a toy of that. but.
2: Um. Yeah, if you have insight into, somebody just said the super soaker water gun. Yep. Okay, yeah. That's good. Again, I feel like we're having the conversation with the Toy Hall of Fame.
3: That was, yeah, well, and the Super Soaker, that was also, you know, not only was it extremely popular when it came out, it was also controversial because there were kids who were you know, getting in fist fights and things like that because you could drive by somebody and just wet them down mm-hmm. or ride by on your bike and, and wet them down. So, yeah, there was a lot of debate about that in the first couple of years.
2: Keep this coming in uh, and we will have some more fun with this still to come. Uh, we will talk about Alaska coming up next year. We actually had the story on our list yesterday and didn't get to it. And now the situation's gotten worse. Minnesota had no snow. Minneapolis had, n- had no snow in January. We will go to Alaska where they're getting the opposite. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ.
3: Hey, it's John Grayson once again to talk to you about Century Roofing. Century Roofing voted for the second year in a row the best in Johnson County. We'll tell you what that means to you because it will save you some money here in just a minute. But let me just give you a little bit of background. Century Roofing has been here in the area for more than 30 years they've done over thirty thousand roofs in that time since 1990 and they've seen everything there is to see and they know everything there is to know about construction and roofing in the kansas city area a woman-owned business registered with the state of kansas locally owned and operated and there are so many reasons why you want to go to century roofing first not the least of which is their people they're wonderful folks they know what they're doing they're trained professionals and unique in the roofing industry get this They purchase and stock all of their own materials and load their own roofs. It's all here. Better material prices, they can pass those savings on to you as well. And it means you're never going to have to wait for materials to come in. It's already stored here in town. They install composition asphalt, concrete tile, standing seam metal roofing systems. Whatever you need, Century Roofing has it. So if you're starting to see those stains in the ceiling, you're starting to get some indications that maybe your roof needs some repair or needs replacement, Century Roofing is the place to go. Schedule your estimate today from Kansas City-based and female-owned Century Roofing. Trust the pillars of strength, and right now, because they were named best in Johnson County for the second year in a row, they're extending the free material upgrade sale to all roof replacement customers. Get a Class three or four IR shingle for the same price as a standard 30-year or premium shingle. Schedule that estimate today. Find them online at CenturyRoofingKC.com.
2: Wrapping up this hour here on a Friday. Okay, let's talk about Alaska. Uh, it had been on our list for a couple of days about the amount of snow that they have gotten. I mean, it's it's early February. This is Alaska. Right. None of this would be a shock.
3: No, they're, they're used to it, but, I mean, there are yeah. limits to this because they got smacked all at once. So it was no snow, no snow, no snow, and then all of a sudden, all the snow. They got 100 inches faster than they've ever done that. In alaska since records have been kept so when this when that snow dumped on them and the weather turned as cold as it did as fast as it did it caused all kinds of problems
2: yeah there's all kinds of stuff happening there um th- again they say coldest temperatures in years uh Juneau, which is way 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 south compared to the rest of alaska uh had 6.4 feet of s- of snow i had to look at the meters 6.4 feet of snow in january that's a record. Um, Anchorage topped 100 inches of snow this week. That's the earliest they've ever hit it. Mm-hmm. Temperatures were 40 degrees below zero in Fairbanks, which is inland. I mean, Fairbanks gets really, you think the rest of Alaska gets cold. It's colder in Fairbanks than anywhere in Alaska. because It's up higher.
3: Yeah, and uh, so the, that's causing problems of its own. It's also making sure that the snow that falls doesn't go anywhere, doesn't melt. So, if it stays cold for an extended period of time like that, the only snow that disappears is what evaporates. Snow does evaporate, but it just takes a whole lot longer than it does to you know, to melt when the weather gets warm. So they've had roofs collapsing. They've had, uh, you know, people going out and getting stuck in the snow. And in a place where you're used to it, when snow is causing those kinds of problems, it raises alarm bells.
2: Anchorage sent a letter to one thousand businesses warning them to vacate their property. Until the snow is removed from rooftops. And then what do you do with all the snow is part of the problem, too. Well, yeah. Where do you go with all of it?
3: That's a great question because uh, they've run into this in western New York as well. Uh, Used to be they would just shove it into Lake Erie. We can't Mm -hmm. anymore because environmental concerns and that snow. And it isn't just snow. That's the thing. I, I don't know if Alaska uses salt. I would think they would have to. Mm-hmm. But once you get potassium chloride or calcium chloride or sodium chloride, for that matter, regular table salt mixed in with the snow, you can't just shove it into the ocean or shove it into a lake or shove it into a river anymore. Where's the part about fuel thickening in this story? Oh yeah, fuel go? oil. Yeah, the stuff that people use to heat well, their homes is. and and it was getting so gummy because it was so cold outside that
2: they weren't it, it, people weren't able to heat their houses with it, which made the problem even worse. Yeah, they said the system was the most strained they've ever seen, in large part due to gas delivery issues related to well problems. Wow. Okay. Um, and the problem, too, is that it's dragging on for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's it wasn't just a one-day thing. It's continuing.
3: Yeah, and uh, the, the last time that I heard about similar fuel oil problems to that, because a lot of people, we we had this. Uh, our Our fuel tank, our fuel oil tank was in the basement of the house. So once you got it to the tank, it was fine because it was always at least fairly warm down there. But we used to hear about this all the time in Pittsburgh and, you know, like around the Bradford and Erie, Pennsylvania area, northwestern Pennsylvania, where they would get these incredible cold snaps and they wouldn't be able to, to deliver the fuel oil. Or if people had the fuel tank outside their house and just had a line that ran in, it would do the same thing. It would get gummy in the tank and then it just wouldn't flow.
2: So then what do you do to ungum <laughs>
3: Good question. <laughs> like I, you, you, <laughs> oil. I can, yeah, right. I can see guys out there with heat guns and hair dryers going, come uh-huh. on, come on. Yeah, like,
2: <laughs> is there a more sophisticated way to do it than that? Like blankets on the- You can, can insulate you do heating them. blankets somewhere?
3: Yeah, you can You can insulate them. Um, and like I said, most people have them in the basement anyway. But for the ones mm-hmm. unlucky enough to have that outside, my mom's house was like that. She had LP gas, but the tank was outside, out you know, a, on a low part of, of the property
2: hmm Huh. All right. Well, hopefully they will. I mean, again, it's only February. They have three more months of this. Yep. Good so luck. Hopefully they will be okay. A little bit further south, we go to Tacoma, Washington, which is actually a delightful Right on the water, it's actually a delight—a a delightful town. I've spent some time there. It took me a second to figure out what the problem is with this 2 bedroom one-bath <laughs> with, house. With the Zillow listing? Yes. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, Yeah, because, I mean, from the outside, now the house is boarded up, and, I mean, it looks like it may have seen better days, but it's not fallen apart, and yet this house in Tacoma, Washington, I'm looking for the sea, yeah, it's 976 square feet, so it's not real big either. But it's for sale in a pretty desirable area for about two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, which seems really, really low. And it's a, <laughs> a standard—you know—it's one of those that has the attic that's been turned into a room that's got the funny-shaped room. With the, you know, my buddy had a house like this. It's like a shotgun mm-hmm. room at the top of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're looking through, yeah, okay, there's a there's a nice fireplace. There's hardwood floors. Um, yeah, it looks like it's it's fairly well updated because you use a little bit. Then you get down to picture number seven. And this is showing a bedroom with a closet opened, a, a boarded up window, and on the hardwood on the floor is a stain. And uh, but yes. it looks like a body was it dumped does. there.
2: Yeah, for a while. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it, it is the size of a body. A little bit bigger, like a body in a body bag or something
3: that just stayed there bleeding mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's clearly a bloodstain. There is no mistaking yeah. that for anything else. And and it's not even just the fact that that's there. It's the fact that it is not mentioned anywhere in the listing. It doesn't say, like, by the way, the giant blood stain on the bedroom floor <laughs> is from blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. They just put it in there with no explanation at all.
2: All they said is it's ready for your touch when you remodel.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm wondering what crime took place in this house that I mean, because there's a reason why it's boarded up. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't look like it's damage.
2: When you are on Zillow listings, there's this likely to sell faster than whatever percent nearby. Uh huh. How do they come up with that number? Because this says likely to sell faster than 99% nearby, and I don't think so. Well,
3: yeah, but I think that I think the only thing they use to calculate that is comps and what you're okay. asking for the house. So they're looking at square footage and how much, but if there's a reason why it's way lower than all the other houses in the area, I'm guessing it has something to do with a blood stain.
2: <laughs> Gosh, you can check it out if you want. It's been viewed 41,000 times by the way on Zillow because people just want to see the picture. All right, coming up, I just got my Costco membership. I'm just now becoming a fan and they're already raising prices. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ.